What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Spectator Mode Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Keith Mitchell, and I'm joined by Matthew Gassilius. Paul. Hey, everyone. I'm here. I'm live. And Carl Smart. Hello. So welcome back, everybody. I know it's been a couple of weeks. We are a bi-weekly podcast with plans to possibly change that. However, at the beginning of every Spectator Mode Podcast, we like to talk about the games we played this past week. However, we're going to change the format up just a little bit because myself and Matt are going to talk about two games we played extensively, which is Guilty Gear Strive demo and the Outriders demo. So Carl is going to go ahead and talk about the games he played this past week, and then we're going to take it from there. So Carl, all you, buddy. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm not really playing much at the moment. Uh, I did do the, the bad thing. I did log into World of Warcraft for a whole oh, time. Oh, for the love of God. For five Dude. minutes. Five minutes. I logged in. I collected my reward from the, the stupid vault thing that they've got, and I just left. I'm like, I can't be bothered doing anything this week. Instead, what I did do is I got myself reacquainted, probably for the 85,000th time, with playing Grand Theft Auto V from the beginning, because I, I wanted to see if there was any uh, change with playing it on the PS5, considering we've got the, uh, what do they call it, the haptic feedback pressure system on the controllers. Was there? No. Oh. <laughs> which was very disappointing because I was hoping that, you know, driving the car, when you did the accelerator, there'd be so like some sort of feedback or some sort of pressure that you'd have to do like you would with a, a real car where you're putting, the, you know, obviously pressure on the pedals. But nothing yet. I guess we have to wait until they either re-release it or upgrade it to the PS5. Yeah, I guess that would make sense because there is a version of Grand Tur- or Grand, Tur- geez, uh, Grand Theft Auto Five <laughs> no, no. for the Grand, Tur- Grand Turismo got delayed. <laughs> yeah. I, okay, I was, a reason why I have Grand Turismo in mind because I really want to play that. I think that is going to be the yeah. bracing game that shows us off what the haptic feedback does. I'm looking oh, forward yeah. to that so much. Uh, I'm looking forward to that as well. Like that's looking, and hopefully it'll play absolutely brilliantly. That might be the the game that actually finally gets me to either buy a uh what they call the the steering steering wheel steering wheel rigs with the pedals and the the shift sticks and all that stuff that i can put into a frame and sit in the lounge room oh god you're gonna do it big huh oh the the, (laughs) the lounge rooms the lounge room's got the biggest tv and the surround sound system with that with that in the middle man oh it's gonna be perfection chef kiss we need receipt we need receipts when that happens and pictures or it didn't happen oh you'll you'll be getting all of that all of that but I did. I did play. I have been playing a little bits and pieces as well. I did play bits of Super Mario Three uh, D World on the on the Switch, considering that came out. Seeing as I never owned a Wii U, so I never got to actually play that game. I'm I'm enjoying it, but some of the mechanics, especially with the, the little cat suit, in some levels, gets so annoying. I almost threw my Switch across the room. At which point, oh. uh, at which point thank God, thank God for my lovely partner Rachel, who says, "Carl, calm down, put it away." Is it? Is it the? Is it the? Um, the lag from committing jumping from the game. That's what I heard some people complaining about. It feels like it's the inputs not quick enough. You try to do the. There, there was there was there was some input delay, but also some of the mechanics with the cat suit that allows you to climb up walls and do this little fly across the screen thing. If you you're trying to push three D mechanics into a two D. Sp- almost a 2D space mm-hmm. in some levels. Like some of them are very fixed camera going, you know, forwards, then it goes right, then it goes forwards. In those levels, trying to put 3D movement mechanics, you get frustrated really easy and miss things really easily in that. And that really just it got to me and I almost end up throwing the damn thing across the room. Ooh. 
But again, my partner, she's noticing when I start to get frustrated and she will say, okay, put the controller down or put the game console down and just step away. So I'm, I'm not destroying controllers left, right, and center like I used to as a kid. Because controllers expensive. are expensive now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's- yeah. Okay. Tell me about it. Tell uh, me about it. We're looking at what? A 69, it's $69.99 for controllers? Or is it? Yeah. Yeah. $69.99 for controllers unless you catch one on sale. Uh, 110 Australian dollars per controller. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we keep we seem to forget that Carl is in Australia, the place that's upside down, and so <laughs> charges 1.5 as much as what they charge us here in the good old US of A. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that's it is horrible trying to get these type of things. Like it used to be, even leading up to like the PS3 era, uh, controllers were probably. I don't know, about 50, 60 bucks. So I had no problem buying multiple controllers for for each system that I earned. Nowadays, like PS4, PS4 was like $100 per controller. Jesus. And now now we're at 110 per controller. Jesus. Believe me, I, treat the, I try my best to keep these things in immaculate condition, clean as anything. Uh, if I need to, to pull the controller apart and do a deep clean, I'd do it because... My God, I don't want to have to spend $110 for a controller. I might add, this is why whenever I saw a controller on sale back during the Xbox One and PlayStation 4 era, and I say that because it kind of is the past era, but when I saw them on sale for cheap, I'd buy it. This is why I always have a mass of well, controllers that's, because that's it. it. <laughs> yeah. Just buy them on cheap. Yeah, I'm I'm practically doing the same now. If I see them on special or something, and I've got the money, I will I'll pick something up. Like I got a second PS5 controller because I was doing twenty five percent off at one point, so I got a second PS5 controller. I still haven't picked up another Xbox uh, Series X controller because I haven't seen them on sale. I've still got to get another PS4 controller, and it's like, oh my god! Mind you, I will never touch another set of Joy Cons. Unless they start to drift, in which case uh, I've got YouTube videos on how to fix it. It's a good thing I do not use my Switch in handheld, handheld mode. I I simply do not do it. It stays docked and will stay docked. I'm not mm. going anywhere. I'm, not, I'm like I'm going to PAX or Comic Con or anything anytime soon. So hey, stay where you are, Switch. Pretty much, but yeah, um, games wise, yeah, I played some Mario 3D World. Frustrations with that. But then something told me I have to go old school. And I pulled out my uh, DS, which I have messed with. And I went back and I started playing uh, the Japanese version of Pokemon Green. Oh, nice. And, and then I realized, wait, why am I doing this on the DS when I actually have a physical copy of Pokemon Green sitting in my Game Boy Color? <laughs> so I went and played that. <laughs> going, go, going back and playing Pokemon old school in Japanese just to make it harder for myself because I don't read Japanese worth a damn. And yeah, just going back and playing the old school original game. Those were that's it. So now I, right. I, I vacate the floor to you, gentlemen, to rant and rave and have fun with yours. Thank you, Carl, for that wonderful introduction. So, again, over the past week or so, myself and Matt have been playing a lot of Guilty Gear Strive. And for myself, it was weird because I'm not a big Guilty Gear fan. As I mentioned before, previous podcast, I'm more of a Capcom fighter game person or a Bandai Namco, you know, Soul Calibur, Tekken, Street Fighter, Marvel versus 
And occasionally some dead or alive, not much. But I really didn't play Guilty Gear. And he's then a main, playing, he's a main, he's a mainstream weeb, folks. Yes, yeah. I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna deny it. Yes, so you know, playing Strive was an eye opener because, as Matt said, it's one of the more accessible Guilty Gear games, and I'm amazed by the simplicity of the system, but how advanced it is and how gorgeous that game is. Holy crap! Yeah, I almost, I am. I'm not a fan of how damaging the game is. These people dish out an, an extraordinary ma- amount of yeah. damage. It's like the, the damage crap. scale is pretty high in this game. Yeah. Yes, yes, it is. Like if you're fighting someone like uh Potekin, ah, and he yeah, grabs so lot- you, say goodbye. Yeah, it's pretty over. much. Yeah, so so far, uh it's the bait, it's the second beta. People are hoping that the um, damage scaling goes down, which I'm like, <laughs> it goes down in your, in, when the full retail release in April. But yeah, there's, the game has a, from a guilt, from a hard, well, I'll say a poor Guilty Gear veteran like myself, there's a lot of games, there's a lot of things that that game makes me a little bit upset, uh, such as because of simpli- the simplicity done with it. Um, you can only Gatling, which means combo from, because in Guilty Gear and anime games, you use Gatling mechanics. So Guilty Gear can get, usually in old Guilty Gear games, you Gatling. P, uh, let's see, P, let's see, K, P, S, H, right? Something like that. So is that similar to Capcom's, uh, um, what is it called? The Magic Linking, Combo? Yeah. Uh, Linking? No, no. Custom Combo from the Alpha days are different because Alpha and the being actually different. Uh, custom Combos were just like, you just hit move forward, just hit buttons. Like, you know, it was only, it only allowed, it's only two games that did it, Alpha 2, Alpha 3. So it's very different from that. Or Aism and Capcom's SNK 1 and 2. But um, in this game, you can only Gatling SH, so it's a bit weird. Um, I hope that when I know that they don't want Gatling too much because Gatling is complicated to understand and doing combos with it, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, could be hard for some people to understand. I'm hoping that they allow a, a a fixed point where you can Gatling P to K or P to K to D. You know, dust it, dust is dust in the game, so punch to kick to in that way or kick to punch and do that. Because in Guilty Gear, there are some characters who operate by linking similar to King of Fighters or in Street Fighter. So, you know, people prefer that combo system. There are some characters who do that. I will say, you know, that, that, that does make a lot of sense because I, when I was trying to figure out some combos with Ram, yeah, I really couldn't go. I couldn't do a, a punch or I couldn't do P to a slash to a, to yeah. a heavy side. I couldn't. It wouldn't let me do it. You're right. No. Or kick into it. You're right. Exactly. Yeah. Because huh. uh, they took that away in older Guilty Games, you may be able to do that based on counter or something. But it's it's Gatling is much easier in those games, so you know it is what it is. But um, yeah, the combos are very limited in the game, so that that that's a first step. Um, yeah, go on, go on. I'll I'll, I'll add on to what you had because I have way a lot of things to talk about. <laughs> I thought the comp the combo. I thought the uh, the beta was actually pretty decent, uh, given the fact that we had a nice amount of characters. We pretty much had all the characters. Uh, with the exception of Ino, who was announced. Uh, Ino, oh, Ino, Ino and Anji. Anji yeah. was in the game, yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go to the part where I really hate it. Because I thought everything with the game was actually pretty decent. Net code's Again, great. I'm, I'm yeah. a the net code is amazing. The net code is amazing. It even shows you uh, the missing frames. Uh, I really loved it. That was great. Great. More games need to utilize this. The, the lobby. The lobby system is garbage. I wrote an article about how terrible the lobby system was because after me and you try to get a couple games in and we're trying to figure out how this lobby system works and for those who have not played it or have not seen it pretty much 
they make you get a digital avatar. Uh, they assess your fighting skills by make you fight an AI, and then they throw you on a floor which is located on any of the levels of a of a ten floor tower. You know, from the bottom to the top. Top, you're the best of the best, and uh, you're, top you're floor is ten floor celestial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're trying to get to the top floor. Um, but as you're playing the game, you're tossed into this lobby. This lobby is very, very standard. You walk around with a digital avatar, and you try to fight other people. Now, the problem with this is you're not put into a pool of different people to fight against. You can just walk up to somebody and say, hey, I want to fight. The people have to ready up. Yeah, so exactly. There was a point in the time where I was walking through the lobbies, and nobody was, was, was ready. So yeah, I was just like, standing right. there doing nothing. Yeah. yeah. So like, so what am I doing? I, I can't find anybody. I, I can't do anything. Where's the freaking point in this lobby? Exactly. You go down a floor. That's if you can, or go up a floor. But the thing with that is, if you're too good, you can't go down a floor. Yeah. So that, there that were points. A, yeah. There were points where I was stuck on the fifth floor. I could only go up. I couldn't go down. It's like, well, I don't want to go up because if I go up, people are going to kick my ass. I want to stay where I'm at. But there was nobody lining up to fight. When you did find somebody to fight, it was pretty much pick your character, and that's it. You couldn't select the music. You couldn't select the stage. Mm-hmm. You couldn't select how many rounds you wanted. You couldn't select the handicap to make the rounds last longer. You couldn't change the time limit. You couldn't do anything. It's pretty much start your round, and that's it. And there was one time where I fought somebody uh, who was using uh, Soul Bad Guy, mm-hmm. and he kicked my ass in 20 seconds, and it was over. I was like, I waited for 15 minutes to get a match. I played it for 20 seconds. It, w- that was funny. It was. And, and yeah, I'm like, exactly. okay, what? What the hell? I do not like this lobby system. You cannot set up private matches. You can't do anything. And to make matters worse, as we saw, and I saw it again afterwards, when people find a certain person lining up to fight, they will go stand over that person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like an old arcade format. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, what the hell? I... I, I do not like the lobby system. I talked to a bunch of people on Twitter about the combos or the lobby system. Nobody likes it. Nobody. And why Arc System decided this was a good idea is beyond me. This is Be- terrible. Yeah, this is actually worse than their other system they had in other games from Grand Blue to I the thought old Dragon Guilty Ball was X. terrible. Yeah, from 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 Grand Blue to the uh, even from the same team Red, the older Guilty games like Xrd, which was you know. You just meet someone that you couldn't make player sessions to update. It was really bad. Yeah, it was I, like, I, oh my god. Yeah, this is terrible. Yeah, it's also terrible as you point the lining up thing and people floating around. Like, I don't want. No, I just want to play a match and be done and be done with it. So it's just like, what's going on? You know. Um, another point that I didn't like about the game is yeah, point out that matching people, whatever. Um, I didn't like this. A couple of mechanics of how characters inner work is put Potemkin. Soul Bad Guy does insane damage, I feel. Oh my god, does he do insane he, he, damage? He has everything. He has everything. He has, he, he has command throw, does command throw damage. He's insane. Uh, His freaking install is retarded. Yeah, what yeah, the yeah. Heck? That, he had that, oh. that, that, that. That's a staple thing. He had that sense, like, oh god, XX, but yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So it's just like, oh my god. And so I just said that. Yeah. He, yeah. Whenever time I, when that one guy kicked my butt, and every time I fought a soul bag, I thought I was like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Is this going to happen again? You know, thankfully, you know, most of the characters I fought weren't really that strong. Uh, no, no. But it was they, just uh, soul bag guy and Potemkin. Those two. Mm. No, I'll yeah, take those... it back. I, I met a really nasty Zato. 
God, I hate that guy. Zato is a mix-up character. It takes a yes, lot of skill to use him. Yeah, you have him underneath the shade, and even in this version, he has a little more nuance in some of his things, so it's kind of interesting. But there's a lot of character changes I would prefer for it to be done across the board uh, for myself. Because uh, you saw me, I play Axel. Um, I'm asking for, for Axel. I would like for him to, you know, obviously everyone have you fix the Gatling system. I fix everybody. I would like to have his old school normally had his other games called 3P, which is down forward P, which was a low poke, which is a standing low poke. I like that for mix-up reasons. Um, I also like for him to combo into the green slash. I seem to use a lot. In older games, I could combo to the green slash from far slash and close slash because charge partitioning was easier. But this game is not, so I was I wish that was there. Um, I do want like soul, but everyone's damage to be toned down a bit. So that's about it. Um, better better counter. I want some character to be nerfed into the ground, like Potemkin, just nerfed into the ground. It's too good. He's the only character. Oh, across the board in this game, you could probably admit it too. It's hard to answer your people. It's really hard. Well, I was using Ram's anti-air special. And it's, it's, it, I know hers is not particularly that good, but in general, yeah. it was pretty hard to uh, to anti-air in that game. Yeah. I think a lot of characters, I again, I'm not a veteran of Guilty Gear. I think a lot of characters do not have the anti-air or, or DP. Actually, believe it or not, anti-airs in Guilty Gear, everyone has a universal anti-air with 6P. 6P is everyone universal anti-air because it's the upper body of its ability. You notice um, when I was playing with Axel, I did the gut punch. That's my answer. I did that if I couldn't. If I couldn't guess what we were doing. Yeah, that um, Ram has one as well, but it's not as good. It is. It has also different six, range. Yeah, yeah, you have to yeah. time it out. Yeah, because it looks like it's just a. It looks like it's just a uh, a medium move. It actually is anti air. I'm like, well, yeah, yeah. it doesn't look like it, but yeah, it yeah. Is. Guilty Gear is very, yeah. The good animation with that, I, I agree. But yeah, anti airs across the board should be buffed because, as you know, I play Axel. My entire thing is to anti air you, then punish you with. You know things, <laughs> so I kind of hope they get on with that because that'd be a good idea. I mean, I'm glad that they put out the survey because not yeah. a lot, not a lot of people would do that. They actually are looking forward to the feedback from the players, and that's why I wrote the article saying, "Hey, there's a there's a survey. Please answer the survey and please be honest. Don't BS them. Tell them, hey, there are certain things I really didn't like, or hey, this is great. Tell them something so they know how to." So they'll have to do next time. Yeah. Change the game. And, you know, the game comes out in April. April, yeah. So we might get another demo. Or That's they true. might push it back again. If, if the feedback, because I really think the feedback from last time made them delay the game. Exactly. It's supposed to been out in December. And they pushed it back to April. Oh, 100%. I think so. Um, they, they definitely need to, everybody needs to fill out that survey. If you haven't done it, you listen to the podcast, go fill it out. Go find a survey, fill it out. Tell them the lobby system is garbage. Because it is. It is. It's terrible. Yeah, and I, I was just looking at the articles talking about the lobby system. Our article is like, like what is like the number one article with the lobby system being terrible. So it is kind of bad. It doesn't work talking about it. No, because there's some people talking about it on YouTube, like you know maybe uh, Janouya, Majin Obama, etc. But I feel like the 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 heart of the problem is you know out. It, it's a very hard balance because some people want character balance changes. Like for example, some characters in Guilty Gear Strive, the demo, which is just very weak. Like a, a staple character, Chip the Ninja, very few played him, very weak. People consider him weak. Um, the the pirate girl May, people didn't like some of her ball mechanics because she summoned seal throw balls. That ball wasn't good. People found that as weak. So it was very interesting, like how many characters were like just not as good as the previous iterations or et cetera, you know? You know who's not weak and is actually really weird to fight against? Faust. 
Faust is, is int- Faust is fun. I, 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 I'm very lucky I didn't play Faust with you because you would have probably, what is this man doing? It'd be too confusing. Yeah, that's what happened when I fought a couple. I'm like, what's going on? That's exactly what happened. I'm like, yeah, I don't he is an item mix up character. He spins, he has a command throw, give you an afro, which back in the old days, his command throw did damage. But this one gives you an afro so he can poke you better. He can, you know, he has a suction pool. He can turn to a scarecrow mix up. He's very interesting. He's a very unique character. He fits the game. Yeah, I mean that was those are my impressions of the game. Ultimately, I think it was great. Again, the net code is amazing. I had no issues fighting people. I had I yeah, it was it was a great experience. I was actually pretty sad when the demo ended prematurely. Yeah. They said it they extended to the twenty third. It was gonna end at ten o'clock uh a specific standard time. And I tried to log in the day of and mm-hmm. and it, it was down. I was like, what's going on? I thought it was still up. They the they they were probably they're probably uh, trying to fix their uh, I would say trying to fix their lovely netcode. Um, I don't I mean that's sarcastically, but um, some people are paranoid. This is a certain thing. So the netcode was good in beta. How good is this rollback netcode they made? Will be on uh, testing for like public people consuming, et cetera, et cetera. And it's a very important thing for people to to think about or talk about because. Um, Remember, when people ask for rollback netcode, what people are really asking for is GGPO netcode, which is made by Tom Cannon. One of the best a lot of people codes. aren't putting that in their games anymore, though. No, no, they don't want to use it. They don't want to use it because, you know, Tom, it, people, some people like Tom, or they want to use his technology there, even though he made it for free. Um, it's just weird because it's, it's available. It works. Why not just do it? That's the way I feel about it. That's just like the announcement of... Um... What is it? What is that game coming out? The, the fighting game is coming out for the Switch. I don't play Fighting X Lair. They're coming out for the Switch, and they're not using it. They're no, not but using Fighting X Lair has rollback on its on the uh, on the PS4 and, and Steam. Finally, so. when the game first came out, they didn't use it. They only really upgraded that recently. Yeah, that was weird. And now the Switch version is not getting that either. They're going back to their original netcode. And then they're going to put back in the roll back later, which doesn't make any sense. Exactly. It's like, what are they doing? What what, what is what is the point of this? Uh, Jap- what's what's holding back fighting games is uh, Japanese developers, man. The people who make it. That's it's a, it's a controversial take, but I'll, I'll stick. I'll, stand, I'll die on that hill. I've no, not, no. I've read an article about that old article to talk about it, and they pretty much said the same thing. It's the Japanese developers. They don't yeah. want to use the systems that are in place. No, no, they they like we have our own internal rollback netcode, and them using internal back rep netcode, right? They had to shut down Strive for like three or four times a couple of days because it just it's not as strong or consistent as you know some other systems or et cetera. So it's like, why don't just it, and the sad part is you could just I mean they implemented in uh this is Arc Systems they implemented in Guilty Gear Plus R for Steam Plus R has rollback netcode, and people still playing it. So it's like. You already had someone to do it. Just do it. It's just weird. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to the game. I might get my ass kicked a lot, but I, I definitely did say, and I will, I will try I, my best to be competitive in that game. I really enjoyed my time with it. Yeah, I'm, so we'll I'm going to get it as a Guilty Gear fan. I'm just debating, should I get it for... Uh, nope, just get it for console. console Don't get Steam. it for PC. Don't yeah, get it no, for not PC. Cro- yeah, that's another thing, I, yeah, thing I, put, I put into the survey. Please have cross-play with Steam because that would piss me off. Yeah, I, I don't understand. This day and age, putting a fighting game on the PC is great. Maybe some people will use it in tournaments. Great. But if you don't have cross-play in the PC version of a game, any game, you're killing off the community. You're really doing a big disservice by just putting it on PC and leaving it just on PC. I don't understand. 
I mean, you could argue that, hey, people on the PC can cheat, but it's a fighting game. I mean, unless you have a freaking AI who's fighting for you, I don't see how you're yeah, yeah, cheat the, in that the game. The only time that's ever happened, honestly, was in the Tekken community. Tekken has a lot of bot players, but that's Tekken, so... Yeah, if you don't put crossplay into your fighting game, if there is no crossplay for Strive, it will kill the PC community off. We've seen right. this happen. We, we've seen it happen with, with uh, Killer Instinct. Yeah, exactly. Don't do this. Don't, don't do, do this. this. Have crossplay. Yeah, yeah. And it's super so, easy, too. If you have rollback, I mean, Fantasy Strike has it. You know. Crossplay. Street Fighter has it. Street Fighter has it, yeah. So, there you go. <laughs> All right, uh, moving off of Strive, which is a great game. There's another looter shooter third-person game, which is currently in beta right now, which is coming out in two months, or not in beta and demo, which is Outriders from Square Enix and People Can Fly. I've been playing a lot of this because I've been looking forward to this for a while. I told Matt about it, and Matt jumped in and started playing it. Um, the game reminds me of a crossover of Gears of War for the for the uh, cover system. Gears of War and the Division for the, for the cover system. Uh, run it from the ashes for the shooting gunplay system. Yeah, and I want to say, I, I, not Destiny. It doesn't. I don't feel any Destiny now that I play it. None. The the uh, the skill tree. The skill tree is, is is interesting because you usually don't get a skill tree in these kind of, and those type those kind of games. So I really like that. So for Outriders, you get four different classes that you can play with, and each class represents a different type of gameplay. Like the you know, Technomancer is a ranged person range class of uh, the devastator which is my favorite so far because of the one ability where you can just put your hands up like neo in the matrix and, and jump on somebody yeah well you can jump on people that reminds me of water warcraft the warrior skill where you can jump on people which is helpful but the the one ability where you're just blocking all the bullets and you can throw it back at everybody oh yeah I, bullet I def- yeah kinetic reflection yeah, yeah yeah because i've picked up some gear that lets me extend in duration um do 50 percent more damage to whoever has more health in front of me and um, there was another skill. Oh, and increases the damage by twenty percent. Yeah. Um. Let's see. So that oh, is Earth, earthquake ground pound. That was fun. That's fun. Yeah. They they gave, the, the the classes are are, are fun. I, I need to go back and play with a couple more classes because I, I already said devastator is going to be my main class. The technomancer is is a mixed bag for me right now because I like the fact that you can deploy uh, turrets and um run on interference, but I think ultimately the class is a little weak. Uh, I'm actually, not really sure I, yet. I actually had a chance to play all four classes. So, in my opinion, people say this, say this, like, oh, it's too early to judge. Uh, Devastator and Trickster are top tier because they can consistently get heals. And I hear a lot of people talking about the Trickster. A lot of people are liking them. Yeah, Trickster is very strong at doing that. The second place, those are two tied. They're both very strong. Uh, rank, uh, the Technomancer is like the middle pack. It's not too strong and too bad. But the weakest is... The Flame Mancer, in my opinion, the Flame really? Mancer. I think is a lot of people were talking about uh, the Pyromancer. People the Pyromancer, were really yeah. liking that one. Yeah, the Pyromancer is the is the weakest, in my opinion, because of um. <clears throat> in order for the Pyromancer to heal itself, they have to set the character on fire and do damage while they're on fire, or kill the person and their marks. Meaning that they have to have their abilities active. And since this game, you can't spend building cooldowns. Do the math, Keith. Well, I think I think so. Even though this game has four classes, I, I really think the Devastator and the Trickster are two classes, as you mentioned, that can stand on their own. I, I yeah, really they're very the strong. Tec- yeah, I think the Technomancer and the Pyromancer are more of support classes because I know I haven't played with the Pyromancer, but a lot of their skills are specific um, to doing stuff for other classes and helping other classes. And right, overall, exactly. Like buffing classes to do more things. True. But I know te- Technomancer. Um, 
I would probably say is a little stronger than the Pyromancer. Exactly. That's why I put the Pyro at the at like the bottom. Like it's the middle. It's like a Techno be the middle, but Pyro be the bottom because the Pyro. Um, and this is people like oh, it's too early judge. Like, hear me out. Based on their base skills, without adding any equipment, because this is a looter shooter. Any add equipment to any character, and it'll be a god. Let's just be fair. I mean, all of us play MMOs. We all played WoW. We can make we can make any garbage hunter look good. Okay, it's easy. And Carl, we got to get you into this game, man. I know you're sitting there like I haven't played this game yet. You're gonna play, you know, mixed bag maybe. I don't know. It's free. It's a demo. I'll give it a try. Um, yeah, the classes. Yeah, yeah. I think the trickster is going to be my next class. Um, but as far as the demo is concerned, you it's. They say it was beefy, and I said it was beefy. But then again, you get to play through the the, uh, the prologue, yeah. and you get to you get to fight one of the I want to say major bosses, like name bosses, and a couple quests. And if yeah. you're like me, you're farming to get those legendaries because there's a couple legendaries in the game. I think I I'm able to form a decent conclusion of the game itself right now outside of the story. Obviously we can't talk about the story too much because yeah. it could change up, but the gameplay mechanics are in the game right now. They're not going to change. We're a month away from the game to be released. For them to rework all the classes with just a month left unless they push back the game, I don't think it's going to happen. No, no, exactly. So, if I had one issue with this game and I have a couple issues, but if I had one major issue with this game, I would say that the combat can be janky at times. Okay, two issues. And the cover system doesn't work all the time. There have been I times where I tried to go, Yeah, I agree with 110%. There's been times where I try to go to cover and my character would just stand there. I'm like, cover, you freaking idiot. And it would cover. Or if I hit the button twice, it would cover. Then jump over the cover. And I'm like, that's not what I wanted you to do. It's because they put too much button interface. You got hop over cover with B or O. You got um, X's cover. You can hold down X to run or get into cover. It's too much. There, it, it's it, again. That's where I come back and say it feels like Gears of War, but it's not as um, smooth. Yeah, it's not as smooth. It's not. It doesn't have as much finesse as Gears of War. It's not bad, but when you're getting hammered in every different direction and you're just like, I need to get the cover right now. Yeah, it, there's been way too many times I've died. Thankfully, I play the Devastator, so I'm like, you know what? Pop up that uh that shield, absorb all the bullets, and throw them back. And hey, I'm saved. Yeah, I'll and throw I'm that gold. Yeah, yeah, and that's one of the reasons why I put the trickster and the uh, uh devastator trickster and the devastator top tier, in my opinion, because they don't really have to use cover at all to be good. They could just flat out kill, or as you, the devastator, yeah. just as it, unless you're close to someone, you're gonna kill them. So it doesn't matter. And if you have a good weapon, a good weapon with a lot of life leech, yeah, yeah, you can literally just sit there and just shoot and just, just shoot become a bullet shoot. sponge. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I really do think the Devastator is going to be a popular class. I do think that it might get toned down just because it just feels like you can pretty much tank and spank everything. Yeah, but, but it is kind that's of, the nature. Of it is kind of, of fun though. That. that is that is it fun. Is. Just, yeah, you know, again, the game again. I, I've been turned off the division. I actually played the division for like four or five hours the day before that. I, I just installed it and played it for the, for the hell of it. Did not promptly uninstalled like yeah there's a reason why i don't play this game anymore so there's that but right even though there's some issues with outriders and even though it feels it seems like it's generic i'm i enjoy it i'm really having fun it's it's just something about the combat system the, the gunplay i do like the city i do like the fact that there's a lot of things to do in the city right now and i do think that's going to evolve the game as well but it kind of reminds me of the city and anthem to be honest with you 
I don't know if you've ever played Anthem, but it reminds I, me of I that a lot. A demo. I played a demo of it. I kind of gave my money to that to that dumpster fire. Well, it's a good thing you didn't because it's dead. And we'll be talking about that in a little bit. But yeah, I, I think I do think that this game has a lot going for it. I, I do think it also has a lot going against it. Because again, when I was having an interview with the developers and I was like, you know, there are so many different comparisons to this game being drawn. And he's like, I know we don't like that. We're trying to separate this game from me and like these other games because it, it really isn't. So we'll just have to wait and see. Again, this is a demo, but I don't see a lot of stuff changing going forward. There'll be a lot of balancing changes, yeah, but I don't see the player, the 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 people themselves, the game changing that stuff. And I really do think that maybe Bungie is kind of worried about this game a little bit because as they drop this demo for for Outriders, Bungie dropped their their uh, the recent update or they're talking about what they're doing for Destiny. They're like, everything that we did before, we're changing. Remember that weapon sunsetting? We're getting rid of that. Oh, and this, we're changing that now, too. It's like, oh, really? Because they cool. really didn't have any real competition. They had the division, and nobody's playing that anymore. Anthem is dead. Nobody's I, talking about uh, Borderlands anymore. Yeah, <laughs> There's Border, really nothing Borderlands, there. is, Borderlands is in a content wasteland. Until they release content, you play it. There's no content no one plays it. So yeah, I really do think that maybe Bungie is watching this game because this is the only other game out there that is very, well, similar to, to Destiny. Yeah, and I think, in my opinion, it will probably, hopefully, better than Destiny because I'm not a fan of Destiny. Destiny has, in my opinion, overstated its welcome. It's too old. I would say it's too old. I just, Bungie just, they promise you the world, then they go back and they change it and they go, hey, we're going to do this instead now. I think yeah, that- what made a lot of people upset is when they, they took a lot of content and locked it away in the vault. And everybody's like, so you're taking away content that I pay for that. I like that. I enjoyed. Yeah, you're basically. telling me that I don't have the right to play this anymore. I think that was their biggest issue. People probably would have been like, you know, okay, I get that. You said we can do this. It's not here yet. Okay, great. But then you took it and you took it away from me. I don't like that. You know, there's a lot of stuff that people can fly, can watch and see and hopefully learn. My, Biggest concern about this game that I'll shut up is with people can fly because they've never done a game of this magnitude. This is a first for them. They don't have the experience, and that worries me. I'm not saying they can they can't do it. Uh, people can fly has made some great games, but at the same time, they don't have that pedigree. They they don't have that experience. Oh no, exactly. Yeah, this will be their first their first baby. Um, my complaint in the game is that it it's okay, but it doesn't it doesn't feel as <clears throat> unique or how to put it. It doesn't kind of flip the he- its head on its wheel. And yes, they could be upset when people compare it to other games because your game doesn't feel. This is not a criticism against you guys. It doesn't feel as unique as other games in this model. Therefore, I'm gonna go. This feels like Destiny. You don't want to f- admit that, but. You, it don't. It doesn't feel different. It doesn't have that umphness to it, you know. I think. I think, the I think you. That, you yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Like your from how your weapon drops. I was playing this in front of like you know, you know the love of my life, Cassie, and she's like, "Is this like Mass Effect Andromeda?" My brother, my brother called me up yesterday because he, he played the game. I told him to try it. He's like, "This game doesn't really feel like it's doing anything new or like innovative." Not say innovative at this time, but it's like, yeah, this game just kind of exists, you know. It's I think like the it's, problem with that though is. And again, this goes back to it being a looter shooter. Yeah. There's only so many things you can do. And when you follow the footsteps of other games that have already done what you've done or 
very similar, there's going to be a lot of comparisons drawn. I mean, even fighting games. I mean, oh, there's not a there's but not they, a lot that's separating these games. Oh yeah, but at least in fighting games, you have like a unique mechanic or synthetic or style. You playing Guilty Gear for the first time, you could totally tell it's completely different from Street Fighter or even King of Fighters if you play that. That's what they need to figure out. They need to find something that is unique for them. Yeah, and again, like, this is just a demo, so yeah, yeah, they, they we don't know. Yeah, yeah, what they got going for it though is the story and the setting. What hurt the division was everybody's like, this game is too realistic for its own good. There was no fantasy involved whatsoever. In Destiny, the fantasy is there, but Bungie is playing it too safe at times. Yeah, because they're afraid. This is again, their chance. Go ahead. Oh, because Destiny wants to make it like an MMO. If they play, if they actually advance the story and end it, they'll have to make the sequel or end the game. And they don't seem like in any way to want to end their fun times, you know? No, Destiny's not. They've already confirmed this game is going to be an ever-evolving game. There yeah. will be no Destiny 3. This is it. Yep. that's uh, that's To me, that's not a good look. That makes me cringe a bit. With Outriders, they have the setting. They have the potential to explore everything within this world. And they don't need to make it like Destiny. They've already said it's not a game to the server. So eventually, at some point in time, Outriders will end and you'll see an Outriders 2 or whatever. Or they'll have enough content that will keep putting into the game that will keep you playing. We'll right, just have right. to wait and see. Right, right. I think that's also good uh, Good for them. And I want to say good for the good for the game is... um. Also, too, I can't. This is this is a tidbit. Maybe they have it in the plans in the future or whatever. But I really do hope that they have all the loot in the game. Doesn't really look interesting to me. That's something I don't like about losers. The reason why like, I really do like um, Borderlands is that in Borderlands, all the guns kind of look a bit different. So they kind of have a unique sense to them. This game, it's just another gun, another gun, another gun, another gun. You know, they didn't have a, like yeah. a yeah. So that that's another reason why it's like mm, I'm good. I got I got a blast. Uh, people can fly for one specific reason. I was looking at some of the legendaries in the game, and there is a certain gun in that game that resembles a gun from Destiny 2. I mean, it looks just oh, like... Oh, God. The Vigilance Wing looks just like... That's the name of the gun in Destiny 2. There's a gun in um, uh, Outriders that looks exactly like that. And I was like, wait, What? Why? Oh, Lord. It's a legendary and everything. I'm like, oh, why did you? I mean, you. It, it, it feels so bland that it's like there's no way in hell that you didn't know that this weapon looks like this weapon in Destiny 2. There's oh, no way in hell you didn't know this weapon looks the same. Oh, 100%. I wish I had. I wish I actually know. Let me see if I can bring this up and show this to you. And then you'd be like, yeah, this, this looks very similar. Let me see if I can find it. Here it is. Somebody in, in a good old Reddit was like, here you go. So let me just post that in you. chat. Yeah. Yep. Take a look at it real quick. All right. Let me see this. Let's look at it. All right. Let's there'll be some meme. Mom, can we have the new airy wet? Airy wet. <laughs> oh, God. It's like, it doesn't look exactly, but the design. Yeah. Is you like, just swap the yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, geez. It's like, come on, guys. So there's that. I mean, sure, it might have happened coincidentally. I like the Outriders, but that one right there is like, okay, great. All right. We'll have to wait, but I'll just put it this way. This is not a brag or anything, but when I'm rocking a 39 or 3090 and I'm dropping 30, 40 frames per second in certain places, yeah, that's a problem. That's a big problem. Fix that. Please. Um, 
I kind of feel like, too, this is my take. Again, I've been really critical on AAA games at a price point. I don't feel this is a $60 game. This one looks like $30, $40, maybe. That's what's like, if this game launch and doesn't have some kind of price mode to drop the, the price point of the game, I'd be like, mmm, sus. Because it's like the, the content of this, I don't know, like I said, it doesn't, it's it's grindy, it's acceptable because old shoes are grindy, but it doesn't really feel unique to compel me going. And I don't feel this is worth 60 bucks compared to like a Monster Hunter or something else, you know? Well, that's the thing. It's a demo. I, I can't really, I can't really speak to that. Yeah. Because we don't know how big this game is going to be. So I'll wait until it comes out and judge it from there. Yeah, but based on the demo, it's interesting and fun. I can see myself playing it, you know, if I had friends and people play it. But I wouldn't really, I don't feel like this is worth my 60, 60 bones. If it has a lot of instances or dungeons or whatnot for me to jump in with friends and play, then I'm all for it. Yeah. I can see if, it's, if, if it can hold my time for at least 20, 30 hours. If it's not another Avengers, then yeah. we should be good. We should be. Yeah, that's the way we should be good. All right. I don't want to dwell on that anymore. We'll wait and see. But so far, I did like what I was playing. Carl, you still there with his buddy? Huh? What? Uh, oh, really? 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 <laughs> you, you told us to talk about the game, man. So, you know, we were talking about the game. But that's okay. That's all right. I didn't we're think gonna you were going to talk about it for like 45 minutes. Jesus. It wasn't 45 minutes. It was four was hours, it? Carl. You, you had enough time to watch a new Japan show. What, what do you mean, Matt? I'm not even halfway through. <laughs> all right. So... Matt, I don't know if you watched the recent PlayStation uh, State of Play, but myself and Carl did. We actually live streamed it, um, and I, I I wanted to sit on the dwell on it for a little bit to actually gather my thoughts about it because part of me was like this is okay, part of me was like this sucked. After waiting a while and thinking about it, I've come to the conclusion that it sucked. Carl, thoughts? Oi, um, to be honest. I don't think it sucked. I just think people really need to learn how to tamper their expectations because not every event that you're going to have is going to be one of those ones where, oh my God, we're going to have like 10,000 new things announced. We're going to have like the great games that we really, really want announced at this particular show. Sometimes these events are literally just, here's what we have in development. Yeah, you already know about it. Here's some updated information which is essentially what this state of play was. We got a few release dates out of it. We got some more updates, new footage and stuff of the games. We got some some small announcements like the Oddworld game coming directly to PlayStation Plus upon release, uh, which is, I, you know, hey, it's a good idea. I, I think more stuff like that needs to happen very much in line with what Xbox does with the uh, Xbox Game Pass service. There's, you know, there's nothing wrong with having something... A presentation where they go here's an update of what's going on because remember we don't usually get the big announcement sessions until about mid-year when you know when we used to have things like e3 and stuff like that which once again is going to be digital this year um you know those type of things you know that's where your big announcements is going to be not uh, not in a, a 20 minute update in friggin february so i think people just really need to have a brain and go, okay, this is this is February. We're not getting something that's going to be blow your socks off announcement-wise. They're just updating us that stuff is coming and how the progress is going. Nintendo's done it. Sony does it. The only one who doesn't do it is Microsoft because, well, they're too busy buying studios instead of actually making games. You know, how's that Halo Infinite coming? Oh, don't even start with that shit. 2029, baby. <laughs> <laughs> 2030 
Twenty thirty. <laughs> the one year delay. <laughs> no, no, it's twenty twenty one now, so nine years. That should be more than enough time to make another Halo game. Even then, it'll probably suck. Uh, wow. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, no, it's Dave. not. Man, it's it's it's. Just, Are you choking? I'm dying. I'm dying, bro. Dying, bro. Got me my Sonic, bro. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Ye of little faith. Watch this game come out and knock it out the park, and you're gonna eat those words. I don't. I don't know, words. man. Hey, 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 come on, come on, man. I, I've had enough time to start playing through the Halo collection, and even even then, I have my own Halo collection, so it's not like I'm a friggin' hater. I What's just that? You hate I, Xbox. I see. You hate Xbox? Uh, Is that what you say? Oh yeah, I absolutely hate Xbox. That's why I play the fucking thing in my office almost daily. Can I real quick? Let me real quick. I'm sorry. Interject real quick. So there was, I don't know if you saw on Twitter, I had a Twitter feud a couple of days ago. This guy on Twitter told me that I, w- I hated PlayStation. And I'm like, I don't have time for this anymore. I'm, I'm really tired of this. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I saw I, that. I've actually started blocking people. Now. I'm done. I'm literally done. I'm not the biggest name in gaming, but I'm really tired of people being stupid. So the guy was like, Stop saying that you like PlayStation. You're a PlayStation hater. And I was like, all right, asshole. Here we go. <laughs> so I just got the other PlayStation 5 in. So I put both the PlayStation 5s together next to the PlayStation 4 Pro, next to the PlayStation 3. It's like, here you go. I hate PlayStation so freaking much. I own here. it. I, I, I have yes. all this shit. Yeah, and I, I it myself. I, I, I cut the same thing and I just post a photo of like, my PlayStation that's on top of my PS2 that's sitting next to my PS3 that's on top of my PS4 next to my PS5 because you know I hate play I, I I hate play I hate PlayStation but you know I also hate Microsoft that's why I have an original Xbox I have an Xbox 360 I have the Dude, Xbox Series X sitting here I was here. waiting for I, somebody I, to tell me that I I, 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 I hate, hate in- Xbox. I, I hate I hate Nintendo. That's why I have an actual Super Nintendo, a Nintendo sixty four, a Super Nintendo Classic, Super Nintendo, the, uh, ga- 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 Game Boy. You know, it's like how could? It, you when I sit in, Where's your Jaguar? Where's your Sega Saturn, man? Where's your Sega Saturn? Hey, okay, uh, Virtual Boy is expensive to get. Sega Saturn's expensive to get, and Jaguar. Why would I? Why would I touch that piece of shit with a fifty foot pole? Because it had <laughs> the best Aliens game prior to the Aliens coming out. It's uh, and you get That's the exact why. same game on PC if you run DOSBox. Oh, good oh DOSBox. God! <laughs> but, yeah, I saw that with what happened. You people, I was laughing. It's like, bro, are you serious right now? And I <laughs> hate doing stuff like that because it's like you're just bragging. No, I'm not bragging. I'm, I'm literally not bragging. Bragging, like PlayStation sent me all this shit. No, PlayStation don't send me jack. But bragging would be I got my my PS5 and my Xbox Series X from the companies. They sent them to me for free because I'm an influencer. Well, that's 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 bragging. I'm not going to say that either because there are some that are great influencers that deserve that. I'll leave that. All 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 console collectors like you and me, Keith. When we pull out our collections and go, "Hey, do I look like a hater?" We're just flexing. That's it. I think I'm gonna go grab all the. So I'm gonna go grab both Xbox Series X's and Xbox Series S and my Xbox One X and my original Xbox, my Xbox Three freaking sixty, and throw them on the counter. And here you go, done. You know, but you, but know, you hey, still a hater. You're still a hater. Because how dare you? How dare you question our lovely Japan senpai? How dare you? You know what? I don't care. I don't have any loyalty to any one brand. I I will say this beginning again. I've said this before. I'll say it again. I play with a hell. I want to play. End of discussion. I'm done. Yeah, well, I, I pretty much made my point about the PlayStation State of Play. The people just need to to tamper their expectations, 
and just sort of lower them a little bit. Don't expect a, a twenty-minute show in February to come out and go, "Oh, uh, here's an up, here's God of War two, here's you know the next Control, here's friggin' I don't know more stuff on Resident Evil that we've already seen five times in the last four months." Temper those expectations, slow your friggin' roll, and wait and be patient. You don't, don't need everything wait. right now. I need it right now. Shut yeah. up, you entitled millennial. You entitled millennial. Oh, God. But I was born in the 70s. Don't you care. Boomer. Okay, selfish boomer then. There you go. Is that what they're calling us now? Boomers? Jeez. Well, I mean, you make, you... Oh, God. Gen, Gen X boomers who can tell the difference these days. You're not a zoomer. That's all that matters, I guess. Gen X, so rebellious against the system, only to become the system. So yeah, Generation X. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. that's what it was. It's like it's like you're only rebelling until against the system until you become the system and realize that the system works for you now, and then you like the system suddenly. Anyway, that's a completely different topic for another completely different time. Well, uh, since we're talking about PlayStation. Let's talk about Final Fantasy VII. During that PlayStation State of Play, we got a lot of PlayStation Seven news. We got a uh, well. After all, we got announcements of two mobile games. One of them being a battle royale game, which everybody looked at. Was like, why did we get this game? Yeah, and then we got news of the game coming to PlayStation Plus, which we'll talk about after this. And we got news of a new add-on, PlayStation. Was it Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate, which features a certain materia thief, Yuffie, and she's exclusive to the PlayStation 5. Yep, there we go. You got your existence. Oh, yeah. yeah, there you go. You, you wanted your reason to have to, to justify getting the PS5. Here's your justification. But isn't that kind of a forced justification? I mean, oh that usually ha- I mean, come on, man. You, what I said was of- smart <laughs> things. He just can't be happy. No. Yeah, he just no. can't. Just can't be. Just can't. Just nothing's gonna make you happy, dude. Oh, if I was rich and I could open up an arcade <laughs> in my house, I didn't have no, tennis even, anymore. Even, even, even then, he still wouldn't be happy. I'm sorry. He would look inside and be like, "Ah, oh, if, I'm, if not rich, I'm not rich." And if Demo- Democrats and Republicans could get along, uh, one have to be wiped out for the others. That's Republicans. They get you know, then out, yeah. I would be <laughs> happy. But no, let's talk about this, because we talked about this briefly on the live stream. So, Integrate looks to be like an interesting... What's the word I'm looking for? Um, time side, side story. Yeah, but it was the PlayStation 5, which, you know, I kind of get it, but at the same time, it, 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 Sony came out and said, hey, we're not going to force you guys to get anything. And this is not forcing you, but it's also a very strong... like. Oh, I kind of want that now. It's incentive. Yeah, if you want to do it, go ahead. It's a, incentivizing. Incentivizing is not a problem. But okay, but here's a great example of that. Miles Morales Spider-Man was only PlayStation 5. I was like, you know what? It's PlayStation 4 now as well. I mean, like, you want your pretty colors, I guess. That's my that. Exactly. That is my point. That is my point to a T. So. Why? Because Japan wants the monies. Okay, they want I mean, the money. I'm being, I'm being, I'm being facetious well, here. It's like, but it's like, do you? Okay, you were complaining that you want. Here's the here's the hard reason. Do you love Final Fantasy enough to justify your PS5? I don't fuck know. No. Well, that's fuck you no. then. All right then. Then wait till then to give you a better justification. 
Uh, that's what I'm getting at. This is what I'm getting at. For fans who are fans of Final Fantasy, and 7 was like the best game ever, and Final Fantasy Remake was, I don't know how many copies they sold. They, they sold a lot of games for this version of the game. Yeah. And for them to go, hey, thanks for your support. Now upgrade to PlayStation 5 if you want this. I feel like, feels uh, like a, no, that's, that's a punch in the face. I know. I, I feel that way too. But it's like, I'm not getting a PS5 until that price drops from 500 to 400, 300. I'm not, uh, that's, that's too much virtual my blood, you know? It just feels, I, I don't want to say anti consumer because it isn't. But yeah, it's a gut punch. It's like, oh, thanks for supporting us. So I'm pulling up some more money. At the same time, you, PlayStation 5s are damn hard to come across. And some places restocked, uh, at least I know in New York, but nah. They, so, they okay, 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 okay. So, so ask me this, all right? Sony's trying to do something to try and move the, the, a segment of the market from the PS4 to the PS5, and you're saying, no, don't do it, cater to the PS4. No, no, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that it just feels like it's a slap in the face to people who support this game, maybe also make it... There's nothing in that game that I can see that is a reason to make it exclusive to the PlayStation 5. I... But... Okay, I can so understand your all right, right, all right, but I, I can so I can, all right. I get the idea that you're getting at. You know, there's a lot of people who can't get it, etc., etc. When are we? When are we supposed to fucking let go of the PS4? Uh, when when are we supposed to? When, when are we supposed to let go of it? When are we going to stop developing games for it? When are we going to stop treating this as this is like the only thing you're allowed to have? Why are we treating the fucker, the PS5 like a little redheaded stepchild in the in the corner going, how dare you exist, you stupid little motherfucker? I think we need we let go of the PlayStation 4 when, one, the market is more mature enough for PlayStation 5 to exist. Because you literally can't go and say PlayStation 4 development is stopped, but yet people can't get a hold of the console. No. I understand. Well, 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 that's, that's, chips that's, and but that's the thing. I get that. But, that, but that's, that's the thing. thing. It, it's, you, you, can't, you can't... If you do a cold cut... You're going to piss off the market. If you keep catering to the PS4, what's the point of having the PS5? Well, I don't care about a cold cut. I don't care about the cold cut. I but, don't care about the as but long how, as... How are, you, how are you supposed to transition the market from one console to another if every time something comes out and says exclusive to the PlayStation 5, we're going to have a, the market turning around going, oh, it's on the PS5. I don't have a PS5. I don't like disincentivizing. I don't like being forced to go on the PS5. That which is, is exactly what which is what you're doing. It's exactly it, what you're doing, Keith. Yeah, no, yeah, that's yeah. not what I said at all. If you listen bro, to what I bro, said, bro, is, bro, bro, bro. Wait, 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 I bro, literally just said when the market matures, meaning there are PlayStations for people to actually buy. If you kill support for the PlayStation 4 right freaking now, where am I going to buy and play the game at when I can't get a hold of a freaking PlayStation 5? You know, bro, bro I, I get what you're coming from. This is, this is my, my take of it, right? Sony made the PS5. This is my thing. They made a PS5, but then the COVID happened, you know? Because that happened, they ran out of the first orders of PS5s, and now they have made back orders of PS5s slightly easier to get than the first Friar Rob. But they want to make a return on it. They have to make a return on it because they already produced it. But because the world's kind of in a situation where not economically sound, they have to. They're trying their best to incentivize people to do it. I'm not saying I'm going to do it. Maybe some, there's some hardcore policy reasons willing to do it. Hell, I know some people are probably going to do it. That's great for them to do it, but it, but it here's goes the more thing. than that. Their choice to do it doesn't impute Sony's strategy. It's not like Sony has said tomorrow PS4 is cut off, no PSN plus nothing. Your game's deleted. PS5 tomorrow, to, you know February 20, 28th. 
5 a.m. GST time. And that's it. When he thinks something like that, we're all in trouble, okay? And that's this is why I don't, they won't do that. They won't do that. And hell, why I was hell, gonna, the, hell they, they still haven't cut support for the PS3 online either. No, they have. And, and that, no, Play 3 support's been dead. They're, they're still, believe it or not, they're still actually putting out updates to the console. You, well, can, they, still, you, they you can, can still access your game downloads. You can still access the service. Well, you can yeah, they can't cut you off. You're paying for that. You still have access to that. But they no longer make PlayStation 3s. There are no more games being developed for PlayStation 3s. If a developer chooses to support their game on that PlayStation, they totally can do that. That is up to the developer. As far as Sony is aware, they are illegally obliged to support that via firmware upgrades until they say, you know what, we're done. That means right. nobody's developing games for this console. Nothing. Nobody's right. supporting the console. They have to do this. Right. But to the thing, like I said, they have to. But the thing is, like, to me, to Final Fantasy fans, to them, for the seven thing get over, I find it a bit upsetting. I'm also upset that if I, next month, Final Fantasy VII will be free, and if I have that free version, I cannot use it to upgrade to the PS5. I well, find that insulting. Well, let, let me let me drop this one, and then I'll, we'll go to that. And the reason why I'm saying this, Carl, I, I am not opposed to Sony saying PlayStation 4 needs to just stop. But the problem is the console is still selling, and the reason the reason why I would not stop buying a PlayStation Four because it's still a viable console. There needs to be a close cut. Every console generation moving forward always had a cut. We're done. You have to go forward. We're not supporting you anymore. There's that is the nature of the game. What I'm saying for this move specifically, it doesn't make any sense. If people can't get hold of the consoles to play it, then who are you going to sell it to? Then you're going to come back later and go, "This game bombed." Well, it bombed because people can't get access to the damn PlayStation 5s. It, it's not going to make the game bomb. It's, it's an optional piece of DLC content. It's probably going to yeah, run not, maybe like, 10, like 10, like 10 15 Fa- bucks. Yeah, exactly. It's it's not like it's Final Fantasy R, you know, was a remake, yeah, episode remake 2, part PS5. Two. Yeah. yeah. I, if that was the case they announced, I would have said, Sony, you just shot yourselves in the foot. GG, yep. Microsoft, see you next year. I'm not even joking. I would say it, that exactly. hard body. This yeah. is an option. I, I completely I agree with that idea. It's like if, this but that's was, the thing. if they announced part two exclusively on PS5 at this time, then that would be stupid. Yeah, then that would be stupid. This is a piece of DLC. It's a piece of side content. You don't have to do it unless you want to do it. Well, that's yeah. the thing. There are people that are again not me, not you, not Matt, but there are hardcore Final Fantasy fans who are like, "Hey, this this frauds me the wrong way." And I'm and talking I, about and, I agree and, with and, that. And, 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 and guess what? Tough shit. Yeah, tough I mean, shit. I'm, I mean, if you, you if, a, okay, you, you, yeah, you can't. Okay, you can't get a PS5 right now. Okay, fine. Um, just you just gonna have to be a bit more vigilant. You know, uh, we've got we got websites over here that dedicated themselves to every time a place gets a PS5 in restock, they spam it out on Twitter, Facebook, on their own websites and everything. Yeah, I got problems to, to, with that as to, well, but. Yeah. Uh, no, that type of system where where somebody in the know is actually finding this shit and helping the consumer. If you've got a problem with that, then please shut down the fucking podcast right now. Fuck right off. It's not helping just the consumers. It's helping the people that are buying them and scalping them as well. That's my problem. I mean, well, it's 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 either that or the scalpers are the ones who find out and completely dominate the market. Okay. They're right. gonna find out anyway. I have so here's my thing, and I said this to you guys before. If I'm a member. GameStop, game or uh, EB Games, whatever, and you know I've been trying to get a PlayStation, or there's a waiting list. Let me know directly. Hey, we're selling this. You now have a code to get one. You have one reserved. Versus, hey, 
everybody, we're selling them now. And then you go to the site and they're completely gone. You got, and I've seen the people on Twitter because I got one because when people were on Twitter and I checked this shit out every freaking day. And every time I did before I got the one, I was like, hey, it's gone. Hey, it's gone. And I go on eBay, just got it. Hey, $600. I'm like, well, we know where the fuck they went. They're over there now. It helps everybody. But yes. Some, some, some knowledge is better than no knowledge in that regard. And they should talk about making bombs. But look, when it, when it, when it comes to the, the whole Final Fantasy thing, if the DLC is not going anywhere. It's still going to be there. It's going to be there for a long time. Like I said, you can still buy DLC games and everything else for the PS3 if you want. You know, can you? The, the, I don't yes. Know. Yes, I've actually done that myself quite recently. I've bought DLC for games on my PS3 because they've been cheap. I'm going to call it. They're going to offer it to the PlayStation 4 eventually. But they, they may, like- and they may, they may do that. They may do that. But the thing is... If even if they don't, and it becomes just a PS5 piece of DLC software that's like an exclusive or something, so be it. The DLC will still be there once people start getting PS5s, and the PS5s become more in stock. And then we can cut off the PlayStation Four eventually. Yeah, then then, 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 you, then yeah. you can then you can start phasing out the PS4. Yeah, and this just could be Sony's way of turning around and saying. We are moving in that direction. We're looking at phasing out. Well, I'm, I'm not going to say Sony. It's not a. It's not really a Sony decision. It is a Square Enix decision because they're right. the ones developing the game. Maybe they've turned around and gone, okay, we're going to have to start developing this for the the next part of the game, which is going to be on PS5 because that, oh, by the time Lord. we finish developing it, that's what's going to be the main system. The way so, they're going, it just so might be. Instead of, so instead of developing it for the PS4 and then offering a, a upgrade down the track, which is more time in development, meaning delaying more parts even longer, okay, we have this piece of DLC. Let's write it specifically for the PS5 so we can get used to the PS5 architecture and how to write games and produce the best that we can on that on that console now. That's so, good. I, I do not want to be... <clears throat> I don't want to see that happening. There goes my voice. It's gone. <clears throat> it's going to be an interesting day for sure. But since you mentioned it, let's move on to the next piece, which is <sighs> Final Fantasy VII Remake is now available or will be available on, on PlayStation Plus as of March 1st. However, this version of the game will not be able to be upgraded to the PlayStation 5 version. I'm actually going to go last because I have I probably got an interesting viewpoint on this one that you two don't. So, Matt, go for it. You first. All right, so... You know, Final Fantasy PlayStation Plus, fantastic. You can't, but that version cannot be upgraded to PS5. Definitely not cool, bro. Definitely not cool. That's just my take of it. So if I that's get it? a PS, yeah, that's it. If I get a PS5 someday, I, which by the way, most PlayStation owners are planning to get a PS5. Just now is not a good time. Clearly, if I get a PS5 in the future and I try to port all my games over, Final Fantasy Remake cannot be ported over. Because you know, well, it can, but not the PlayStation Plus version. Yeah, exactly. Which, which, hopefully, by that point, the game is twenty bucks, so I won't feel bad. But me, that's like God punching me in the face. Like God, why, why have forsaken me? But, I mean, God know, doesn't punch you in the face already. I mean, he punches me in the face or her I mean, in the face a you, lot. You and already. I, you and I, are both of the same culture, my brother. So it's. You know. But honestly, I, I find that a bit upsetting. That I find that that tr- that particular thing upsets me. It's like you know, 
there's games on PlayStation Plus. Well, this this one particular cannot be ported over. And I'm like, then why put it? Why allow me to get it for free in the first place? I'd rather you not give it to me free. Carl? Well, okay, that's... I, I sort of look at that and I go, okay, it seems weird, seems wrong, seems odd. But think about it in the other way. Think about it in the content, the way games have been done so far. A lot of the stuff on the PS Plus that you've got are PS4 games only. They are not games that actually offer an upgrade to PS5. This is actually the first game that is going on PS Plus that is going to have a PS5 upgrade in the future. Essentially, you're getting a quote-unquote free, with your subscription, game. So why should a a company give you a game and then go, okay, here, we're going to give you a free upgrade to the next generation version, which is going to allow you to buy DLC or whatever, for free? Because they, because, they, because 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 you're then turning around to everybody that has paid for this game, and basically going, oh, you know that game that you spent money on and you've actually supported with your with your hard earned cash, we're giving it away to free for all these people, and they're getting all your extra free stuff for free. Eh, it wouldn't be the first time a company's done that. Yeah. Yeah, like um, they, they could they could offer they could offer the upgrade in the future again. You know, let's not sort of foo foo it as this is an eternal decision. But I I think that there's more to be said here that this is more about the free upgrade being a bonus. Like the, these companies don't, as we've seen with uh, the upcoming Tony Hawk's uh, upgrade. You know, companies don't have to give this to you for free. They can charge for it. So, you know, the, these upgrades aren't exactly like a must-be-done, must-happen feature. These are an optional feature that the companies are giving you either for free or charging you for. So I, I don't really see a problem with them turning away, turning around and going, okay, we're giving you a quote-unquote free version of the game, but we're just not allowing you to update it unless you spend a, probably an upgrade fee, which would be, as like Matt said, hopefully somewhere about about 10, 20 bucks. Or if you buy the the Yuffie DLC when you have a PS5, they bundle that in with the upgrade for the PS Plus version. Then, Carl, then, I can, you off. then that's fine. Carl, not to cut you off. That last part sounds fucking brilliant, being serious. If I buy the Yuffie DLC... It only makes upgrade. I'll be cool with that. That mm. would be perfect. And and that could and that could be their plan. That's the thing. Like we don't know what they're looking at doing in the future. And like I like I've already said a few times, these upgraded versions are a bonus. They are not mandatory. People need to stop treating these things like they're mandatory. They they are bonuses. And if the company gives it to you for free. Cool. If the company decides to charge for it, if you've got, like, say, a PS Plus version, then that's their prerogative. That's how they can make some money. And as you, as we always say, Matt, you know, capitalism is a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. You know, right. so I, I don't think if 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 Sony or Square Enix, whoever, turn around and, and do something where you have to pay. Like you're not having to pay full price, but you're having to pay a fee to upgrade this version of, of Final Fantasy VII. 
cool, no problems. I ha- I see no issue with that. I I yeah. went out and I bought I bought my copy on day de- on day one, and I I spent you know a hundred dollars on my copy. I'm getting I'm getting the free upgrade. Why? Because I spent ninety nine dollars on the game, and that's a free bonus to me to say thank you as a consumer. Right. I always like when you say consumer. 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 Like yeah. schedule. True. <laughs> but I guess that the only thing schedule. If they don't, have, like I said, I would hope they'd be more transparent with their plans going forward with this. But it would really do suck that you know a game, you know the game. Again, again, it, it could, it could be, it could be once again that they don't know if they're going to bundle this in with the DLC or they're going to do something in the future. Like they might not, they might have just announced the um, the DLC. Like did they announced the DLC, they announced the upgrade to PS Five. Then Sony's turned around and gone, oh, we're putting on this on PlayStation Plus, by the way. It could be that Square Enix had no idea what Sony was doing. So they didn't, have, they didn't have a plan in place. That's it. No, That's no, all I, it is. I, no, I, I can definitely take that because, again, they just made an announcement for it. But like I said, my, my concern is, you know, if they never offered it free in the first place, I probably would still probably pay for the upgrade instead of sort of go forward. I just think that I hope they... But, but, it, but, even, but, it, but even then... Also, remember this. Even without the upgrade, the game itself is still going to be playable on the PS5. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. So, so you, might, you, might, you might not get the, the fancy 4K upgrade with the ray tracing and all the reflections off the water and all that junk, but yeah. you still get the game on the, P, on the PS5. You're playing it on the PS5 for free. Where, where is problem? I think the problem from this is how they presented it, or at least until information. And I think that's just for the transparency. Like I said, we're, we're a lot of we're talking like a lot of theoretics, theoretics, um, transparency, which I hope they do, and I really have faith in them to do this because you know I lean towards Sony. You say kind of have an idea what they're doing. I say kinda, but I hope that happens. I think the the problem is like that um, they announced that this variant of the game, and as you pointed, it's not for upgrade. But at the same time, I'm scratching my head. It's like uh, you know. And Carl, you're a proponent as you believe this. I want to own my library. You know, you're very. You're, I'm in the same boat. I want to own my library forever, and move with my library. And this doesn't move my library. Makes me feel a bit violated. All right, fair enough. I think I have a different viewpoint in this, uh, just because I've seen some trends in the past, and it's it's a uh, legality issue. It's all it is to me. It comes on the end. They've had issues in the past, whereas PlayStation has provided games for air quotes free on PlayStation plus because it's not free. You're actually leasing or running these games. You, the service leads uh, lapses. You lose access to those games. There have been people in the past who've actually bought DLC for PlayStation plus games and then complained when they stopped paying for the service and had to go back to Sony. And Sony said, well, you bought DLC for a game you technically didn't own. Sorry. This is pretty much them going, we're going to nip this in the butt because if you technically own final fantasy yeah. seven remake, and it's getting upgraded to the PlayStation Five. It's a free upgrade. You're not. They're not losing any money because they're giving it to you. It would be no different than this. But the thing is, this is what if you had Final Fantasy VII remake upgraded to the PlayStation Five version, then pay for the Ufi DLC, and then your license, you, your your subscription lapsed. You lost that. Yeah. Whatever you pay, it's gone. Yeah. Sony has technically a protection measure for for future yes. possible lawsuits in that regard. Exactly. And, and believe me, I agree with that. That's a great idea. This is what Espe- I think it especially, is. especially from a business standpoint. It's it's also why I I'm still angry. Like I went through, uh, I can't remember. I think last time we were on the podcast, I mentioned I went through and I bought all the previous accuser games because they're all special. Now the one I couldn't buy 
was Yakuza Kiwami because I already had that as a PlayStation Plus title. So I now have to wait until my PlayStation Plus subscription yep. ends before I can, can buy, buy it. it because I can't buy it while it's in the PlayStation Plus mode, which which really annoys me. And I think that that's probably the same type of thing when it comes to this particular, like with the Final Fantasy thing, like you're saying. It could be a licensing thing. It could be a protection thing saying, you know, hey, if we give you this free, ver- quote-unquote, free version of Final Fantasy VII, you go out and buy the Yuffie DLC and you get the upgrade and all that, then you let your PlayStation Plus laps and you go to log in and you turn around and go, hey, why can't I access my content or my game? I'm going to I'm gonna sue you. That, that, that's very funny, too. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's one of those things of, you know, the company protecting itself. Exactly. From, basically, and I hate to say it, Idiots. Greed. Greed. Idiots. Greed idiots. idiots. Yeah. No, no, idiots. Idiots. Because not greed. right then and there. Because right then and there. Well, not even that opportunity. It's because you're telling me that I can get this game for air quotes free and then upgrade it for free and then buy DLC, which might cost me $29. So instead of me actually buying the actual game, I only spent $29. And that's what a lot of people were probably thinking. And I'm pretty sure somebody in Sony Square Enix was like, no, let's not do this. This is not a good idea because we've seen people do this crap in the past. And you can go over Twitter or Reddit or other various forums and see people complaining that, hey, I bought this game and I brought the DLC and my stuff lapsed. And, hey, I can't download the game anymore. And, yeah, well, sorry. You shouldn't have done that. So, yeah, I think this is just basically them protecting themselves. From any future lawsuits, any grief whatsoever. And to your point, Carl, that is dumb. What PlayStation does, where if you do have PlayStation Plus, you can't buy the game. I know Xbox is if you have the game on place or uh, on Xbox Gold, you can still buy the game. So, yeah, that's they should probably change. Yeah, that that that's definitely something that I'll I will praise uh, Microsoft over Sony in that regard. Is that when you get something via Game Pass or Xbox uh, Games with Gold, is that you have an option to buy it at a reduced price. Yep. Yep. Uh, so if something, say, on special at the time as well, you get that extra 10% off via Game Pass or whatever, making it even cheaper. But once you buy the game, you own the game. Exactly. Which I, mean, I, I think brilliant, brilliant thing, and Sony really needs to implement that. They yeah, really because it's to. dumb. Because it's dumb. Because at the end of the day, it hurts the consumer. Because if I have a game on PlayStation Plus that I really want to buy, so say, so say I have PlayStation Plus and I want to buy Final Fantasy VII, short of actually going and buying the game in the store, you, yeah, you, you I can't, can't do it any other way. Yeah, I can't buy it off PlayStation Network. I can't. It'd be like, oh, they let the subscription lapse. And if I let my subscription lapse, then all the other games that I have, I can't play. Which, which is which is even worse, especially if you're you're like myself and you buy a one year subscription every year. Like I've got to wait that year for that subscription to lapse. Once it's lapsed, then I can go and buy the game off the store. It might not be on sale, but I can go and buy the game off the store at that point and then reactivate my subscription, which is just more piss farting the, around. The only loophole I see with this is for that situation, and it's dumb, but you know. Desperate times called for desperate acts is basically <laughs> setting up another PlayStation account, buying a game on there, and then that's it. Except, except that game is then tied to that account, and you need to have exactly. that account logged in in order to play the game. Which is why I went. Which is why I went back and I bought the Yakuza games because I actually have Yakuza. Was it three, four, five on an American account because of a review copy we got. 
instead of my main main account, which is Australian. So in oh. order to so to in order to access three, four, and five, I had to log into my American account in order to play those games. Whereas instead of doing it all off one account. Yeah, I, I did something similar to that when I went and purchased the uh, Japanese version of um, Nier Automata before it came over here, before we even had a release date. So anytime I actually want to play that game, I have to make sure that account is on my PlayStation. So either that or just buy the game again, which you know I don't think I'm ever going to do because I, I've beaten the game multiple times. I see no reason to do it again. So I'm just going to have to chalk it up to this game is in limbo because whatever. Uh, that said, I think we're going to skip the one topic because we're an hour and 30 minutes in, and I do want to talk about this last topic, which is basically game developers and publishers announcing their games prematurely then or having to push back the release dates because we're seeing this happen far too much. But I'm glad to see that at least now we're getting a lot of companies that are going, hey, our game is not ready. We're pushing it back. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm old-fashioned. Maybe I'm a, a, I, I use too much logic, but I would wait until my game is pretty much complete like ready to send it to gold before i now say hey this game is ready to go here's the release date versus midway in the development cycle going hey this game will be released on april 2021 and it's now in january and you're not nearly near finished yeah i think that personally it just comes down to uh more so uh management level decisions and marketing controlling more than they should like once again, we we had the uh, the good old joke of Blizzard development, where Blizzard's announcement date used to be soon trademark, and soon could be anywhere between the date they announce it and the end of time. They will push it through when they're ready. As more management style people have come in and sort of pushed for the the games to come out at a certain time, aka Activision in this case. Oh. Act, Act, Activision have said we we want the the game available on this date. So they go out, they announce it's coming out on this date, and the development team then has to crunch and do all sorts of bad stuff, as we've seen in the industry, in order yep. to get the in order to get the game ready by the time that marketing and management have said it should be ready. It, and then when it gets down the last couple of months, if development turns around and says, look, we can't put out a good product, we can't put out a product at all at this stage, and you guys have pushed us too hard, then management go, okay, we've stuffed up. Let's push the, bait, the, the date back two, three months. And, but eventually, marketing and management will take over and say, we don't care. If, if you've got something that's in a playable state, push it out now. We'll patch it later. It, it, is, yeah. it, it literally comes down to marketing and management having too much control in the industry instead of the developers turning around and saying, hey, we have a good product. We have a finished product. We have a stable product. Now you can go ahead and announce a release date in we can have this product done in three months. So three months down the track, that's when we're going to release it. Feel free to put out the release date now. That's yeah, and that's, and that's pretty, exactly that's, that's pretty much the long and short of it. And that's what I'm saying. It, it hurts them. At, at the end of the day, it hurts them because you get negative press. I get it. A lot of this is, again, the AAA gaming scene, the AA gaming scene where a lot of this is, being driven by the shareholders, by the investors who want to return on their investment. And I think those people have too much say. I, I remember the days where Blizzard basically said, look, this game is done when this game is done, and we won't announce anything until we're done. Obviously, those days went away when Activision came into the picture. But there are a lot of companies that it's split now. There are a lot of companies that are coming to the realization that, you know what? 
you guys may be running this game. You may be funding us, but we don't want to put out a game that's terrible. And a lot of people are going to look at uh, Cyberpunk as being the prime example of why you should not do this. That game got delayed three times, still came out, and we all know the story. So yeah, yeah. But the, the the other the other thing with that is too is that because we are in a, in an age where you can fix a game over time, that's why a lot of the these management marketing teams go, okay, let's let's set a date for this, and we'll just fix it later, because we have become so reliant on that day one patch or that day two patch or that first week patch, that first month patch. It's it's been a long time since we've. Uh, since pretty much I'd say like the PlayStation 2, maybe even PlayStation 3 era, so the Xbox 360 era, where most games would have to have a finalized product either on a cartridge or, or a CD or something. And once that went to press, that was it. Yeah. Like if you, you couldn't put out, if you had to put out a, a patch for a game, you had to go and basically restart production from scratch with that new copy on. But now that we have the internet and we have the ability to put out patches and updates and everything else, I'd say that things have become I wouldn't say I wouldn't say so much say lazy, but management and marketing have gained that more control because they can just go, Oh well, you can just p- patch it later. Which is which is not a good which is not yeah. a good way to be. That they that people lean on that crutch way too much, way too much. And oh I god! Really, how, how many that. how many how many games these days do you get like on a disc that doesn't have a day one patch or a day two patch or something like that? There have been there have been games that they're being released that developers or go and say or the publishers go and say, hey, there is a day one patch or hey, the game is gold, but there's a day one patch. Like okay, just just stop it, just stop it. Yeah. Don't push it. Go put the shit on the game. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, we've become reliant on these patches to fix things over time. Going gold no longer means that you have a complete playable, stable game. It means you just have something that we can stick on a disc and put out on the shelf. I will say, not all developers do that. Not all publishers do that. Oh no, but not not all of them do. No. But it has become very rare and very far between where you have seen a complete game on a, on a disc or something. And again, probably going back to the Nintendo 64, PlayStation 2 era, that was the last time that you would have games that were shipped out that were gold, that were finalized, that had been run through QA, that had had as many bugs as possible squashed before they actually got put out onto the disc. And even then, if something needed to be fixed, then they had to reprint the game at a later stage. At the end of the day, it just drives me crazy as somebody from the inside looking at everything going, this is just bad business. This is bad PR when things do not work out your way. And would it really hurt you to just delay the announcement? Or companies that have, we're having an announcement. This is an announcement of an announcement. Like, we, we don't need that. Stop them. No, no, it's just, it's just like movies putting out teaser trailers before trailer and then put out second trailer and third trailer, then launch trailer. At the moment, you know, we've we've got uh Godzilla versus Kong coming up. I've seen two teaser trailers and now two full trailers have been released, and the, the movie hasn't even gotten close to coming out yet. 
you'll get at least maybe one or two more trailers before the actual movie comes out. Every every industry has this problem with marketing where they announce shit early, put out teasers and then trailers and gameplay and this and then that, trying to hype up the game as much as possible. Instead of turning around and waiting until until the game. I mean, the game speaks for itself. Well, it, it should. And you know, and you know what would have helped? What helps that that has disappeared from our, which has virtually disappeared from gaming? Demos. Demos. Remember, once upon a time, you used to be able to get these like CDs or DVDs that had a whole heap of gameplay demos. The argument for demos, and you could, ju- is, and you could judge the game for yourself. The, the the argument for demos is they stopped doing it because one, it takes away from development time, which you mentioned earlier when we were talking about trailers. Very true. And two. And two, there have been a lot of demos that came out and people judge the demos and go, oh, this is indicative of the game. And they say the game is going to be shit because the demo is shit and they just don't buy the game. And then again, they could miss out on a great game because the demo wasn't the entire game. People do that. So that's why we don't see demos anymore. True that, true that. So I do miss them. Yep. I also miss having full games and the actual CD that you need to get a code for. Or Crash Team Racing. Crash. Oh God. Crash Team Racing, man. Crash did that. Uh, put, 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 put in a code on the controller. Unlock full game from demo. Quake. Quake did that. The original Quake did that. Yeah. Oh, yep. It was a code to unlock the full game, and they were like, "Oh, that was not a good idea." Oops. Yeah. Oh, I remember that stuff, man. That stuff was fun that back stuff in the is day, man. Not a thing anymore. <laughs> I, I do miss those days. The the yeah, good days. The good old days. But spe- speaking right, of speaking of good old days, there's one last thing I do want to bring up, and I will keep this quick as we are closing in on a, a two hour mark. Uh at the time of recording, we are a day or so removed from the Pokemon twenty fifth anniversary. You know, happy twenty like fifth no anniversary, Pokemans. I don't know Pokemans. It's Digimon. Well then, well, then, well, then you shut up. Digimon for life. Keith, shush. You don't Digimon, like it, you don't talk. Digital... Oh, sorry. I will hurt you in so many ways. <laughs> I've already, I'm married. You're too late. Do you want to join that list that Josh is on? I wish I was right on it. I have two kids now. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Pokemon 25th Anniversary. And the presentation, uh, we're just going to skip the whole Post Malone thing that actually happened a few hours before we started recording because that was absolute trash. But uh, we did get some news coming out. We did get an update on Pokemon Snap, which is looking absolutely gorgeous, and I can't wait for that. That is going to be fun. I'm waiting for all the Thanos snaps instead. The Thanos snaps. <laughs> yeah, which which po- which which decks has been removed from the Pokemon Snap decks? Uh, you know, RIP National decks. We did get two other game announcements while we were watching the stream. Uh, one of them actually looks good, and the other one, why? Uh, the why one not? I go, the one that I go, why is we are getting a remake of? I don't even want to call it a remake. It's practically just a stupid remaster. Of Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, which is like, I think it's brilliant Diamond and it is a remaster. Pearl. Yeah, yeah, it is a remaster. Do you really take something that's going from 2D to 2.5D a remaster? Really? A lot of have people we, have, thought, have, have we sunk that low? Well, it's a lot not of a people remake. upset with that. A it's lot not of people a remake. The remake is more than a couple of things have been changed. So it's the, 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 remaster. Well, the, 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 what I see is more of a remake. Is the other game that got announced, which was Pokemon uh, Arceus, which 
more technically a new game, but it's still set in the Sinnoh region using the Pokemon Sword and Shield type graphical architecture and gameplay mechanics, rather than the Diamond and Pearl remaster remakes, whatever you want to call them, being, oh, we're taking for something from 2D to 2.5D, and it's the exact same game, but we're going to charge you full price for the I have a question, and I have a question, and this is a serious question, because I was looking at the new Pokemon game that was announced a while ago for the Switch that came out. I forgot it was Sword and Shield, and mm-hmm. I got kind of turned off with because of certain things. Pokemon Arceus, is this an open world game or no? It is an open world game based in the Gen 4 region, but it's like in the past of the Gen 4 region. And what is Sword and Shield based on? Isn't that Gen 4 as well? No, Sword no, and Shield is no, that's, that's the latest version. Yeah, it's, it's their own generation, I think, like freaking seven or eight or something like that. Okay. God, God only knows. I can't remember the generations. So maybe heart. I should look forward to Arsis. Yes. Arsis. Okay. Yeah, Arsis is, yeah. is going to be a new thing. It, it's it's going to have. It's basically you get to go around. You can actually catch Pokemon in the wild without actually having to battle them, which I thought was a, a really good inter- change to the gameplay mechanics. But you can also do the traditional Pokemon battles, level up your character, and then catch wild Pokemon the same way. There'll be probably some raids and stuff like that as well. It's looking more like an actual remake with a new story okay. for, the, for that particular reason. And I actually look forward to that more than I'm looking forward to Diamond and Pearl. Because if I want to play Diamond and Pearl, it's a D- it was the DS games. If I want to play those, I have a DS I can play them on. But is it a good introduction for somebody who's never played a Pokemon game, who has a Switch, and maybe wants to try out? No, Pokemon? no, no, no. Diamond, no, Diamond and Pearl no, no, no. Like if if you are if you are going, if you're going to play anything, I know, like you said, you got turned off by it. You might as well go Sword and Shield because there are so many uh, quality of lifestyle improvements in that game, and going backwards to Diamond and Pearl. You're gonna sit there and go, why did I spend sixty bucks or whatever, fifty, sixty bucks on this game? This this is literally a game that should be sold for twenty bucks on the e store. It it is it is a cash in remake. I could understand they've done Pokemon has history doing this. Like mm-hmm. they took red and they took red and blue and they had uh Alpha and Sapphire. They uh they, Fire Red and Leaf Green, yeah, I'll just like Fire Yeah, sorry, fire, fire Red Leaf Green. They had, you know, gold and silver which turned into heart gold soul silver. Yeah. So this isn't the first time they've done it. But the thing is they've done it on other consoles where these type of things would be more suited. For something like the Switch, putting something that's essentially a DS or a Game Boy remake on there just feels cheap. It really yep. does. It feels now, cheap. They're, they're, it hasn't been done much. They just, it's the same sprites and animation of the other games, like new. They, all they've done was cheapify the characters. This is a huge punch yeah. to the face. Yeah, all, all it is is just a, a graphical change. That's it. If they had turned around, even if they did this whole cheapifying graphical upgrade thing, and they turned it into like a Sword and Shield style 3D world, then I could probably justify it a bit more. But the fact that it's it's the same top-down looking, but just cheapified with 3D polygons instead of 2D. Right, I, I, I just find I just find it cheap. I find it. Uh, I actually find it a slap in the face to all Pokemon. Fans. I was going to say, do you find it offensive as a Pokemon fan? And you just answer my question. I, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't. I don't find it offensive because, like, some a lot of people are going to buy this because they're going to want to play it. 
And if people haven't played Diamond and Pearl, okay, this might be the one you want to jump on. Because don't, once again, the second the second hand the second hand market for Pokemon is becoming a very expensive place to be. <laughs> Just ask trading oh, card no, no. gamers. Oh yeah. I was gonna say I'm more upset this because they'll be charging full retail price for a game like this. It's not worth the full retail price. Yeah, that's that, that yeah. that's I'm I'm more annoyed as a consumer than a Pokemon fan. Yeah. Because like if if they were gonna if I'm gonna pay sixty bucks for this, I'd I'd make sure you have both games on the one cartridge, mm-hmm. and you find some way to do an internal trade or something like that. Not I'm gonna have to pay sixty bucks per game for a two point five D remake that looks like it's had very little effort put into it. Why? Because people were screaming for a, a graphical update to Gen Four. Again, I don't see the value for money. And I just don't think that this is going to be worth it, especially for people like me who have grown up with the Pokemon series and have actually played their way through most 95% of the series. I think the only ones I haven't played are like Ultra uh, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon and all the way through Pokemon Sword and Shield. Fair enough, fair enough. Gentlemen, we are approaching two hours. Hey, guys, we love what we do here, but holy crap, two hours. I hope people sit around for the entire two hours and listen to this show. Otherwise, you're going to put timestamps into this damn thing. (laughs) Yeah, should put timestamps into it anyway. Yeah, probably should. All right, anything else before we wrap it up and get out of here? I'm good. I set my piece. Video games are good. Hardware's hit a limit. And if you are basically whining because you're not getting a piece of DLC, shut the up. Wow. Straight to the point and blunt as always, Mr. Australian guy. All right. Like a sledgehammer, my friend. Like a sledgehammer. Yep. Sledgehammer. Matt. If you get Dan Infinite and Street Fighter Five, it's your fault. All right, guys. So we are done. Everybody, thanks for sticking around and listening to the Spectre World Podcast, episode 87. As always, you can find our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Buzzsprout, uh, and where else? gaming podcasts are again if you check us out on apple itunes please leave a review an honest review on the show it helps us because it, it's a rating system on, on itunes so if you read it higher we get to move up so more people get to check out the show so please do that uh that said thanks for myself matt and carl and we are out of here thanks for listening talk to you next time